This is a Queensland Department of Education podcast. Hi, my name is Virginia Bowditch, and I'm with the Department of Education's Communication and Marketing team. Today, my colleague Ingrid Bloom from the social media team will join me to discuss social media marketing for schools. In this podcast, we will be looking at how schools can use social media to promote themselves to their community. Welcome, Ingrid. Could you tell us a little bit about the role of the department's social media team? Hi, Virginia. Thanks for having me. So our role is to set up schools with social media so it adheres to our departmental policy. So we make sure that the formatting and the settings are all right and that it has that professional, consistent look across the 600 official accounts that we have currently out of about 1,300 schools. So... Yeah, that's in a nutshell the main thing, but we also go through um, the expectations of social media management because it is quite a big job for schools. What are the department's social media channels? We currently have Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. We just recently got Instagram and I believe we now have Snapchat. Um, Just on Instagram, we are launching Instagram for schools in May and so there'll be comms coming out around that. We're just at the moment going through um, the consent and once that's all finalised, that will be um, open for schools as well. Okay. If a school is just starting out on social media, which social media platform would you suggest? I think that's a really good question. I would suggest Facebook is the best. The reason for that is because... Each platform does something different and each platform appeals to a different audience and demographic. Facebook is certainly our main platform with the department at the moment because of the demographic. So our main audience is parents and then our second biggest audience is staff. That is very in line with what the trends say in terms of what that audience is age-wise as well. So for a Facebook audience, we're looking at uh, 25 to 50, so our sweet spot with our parents there whereas something like Instagram is a younger audience so sort of 25 and under. Of course Instagram is becoming a behemoth in terms of uh, social media platforms it's certainly becoming the biggest platform so as that progresses that audience will will age and of course it is relevant to our our students and our younger staff and, and also our parents because I think we've got a lot of parents on there as well. And what's the benefit of having a social media account for a school? It's such a big community expectation almost now that businesses have social media, but particularly Facebook. It's where people go immediately to get updates and information. And so it's a great way for you to disseminate information about your school. And I think because most people have smart devices or Facebook on their phone, they can instantly get that information. So if you have you know, for example, there's a, a cancellation of a PNC meeting or a swimming training is on a different day now. You can put it up there as a post and your parents who are on Facebook, they get that immediately. There's no, no worrying about them checking their emails or anything like that. It's instant. So schools can use it for information sharing as well as an opportunity to showcase what they're doing? Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, that's one of those elements that is sometimes underused with our schools. There are schools doing that extremely well and I think that is the greatest aspect of social media because it's a very effective and cheap way of showcasing your school um, and putting your best foot forward. So you know sharing your 
your achievements of your your staff and your your students and really putting all those good news stories out there can really raise uh, the profile of your school and the advertising uh, functionality on Facebook is is very cost effective and so for as little as twenty dollars or fifty dollars you can really get your message out there target specific postcodes and and demographics within your community it's also just a, a customer service facility, which I suppose is a, a double-edged sword. Um, here in the department, we have 120 plus uh, thousand followers on our, our page, and a lot of people will will now uh, send us a private message or ask us a question on the page, as opposed to calling a you know a number. Certainly, for our page, it's definitely a way of of gaining respect and and trust within the community. If you keep that that response rate up. So social media is really a two-way conversation. Definitely a two-way conversation. And I think um, oftentimes when schools contact me to set up a page, maybe the number one question I have is, my principal really wants us to turn off comments and, and for people not to be able to post on the page. And I always have to say diplomatically but firmly that... Social media is a two-way conversation. So that's an expectation of the community. That's the function of, of social media. It's not a one-way source like a website or a newsletter. The second reason that we have to allow posts and interaction on our platforms is that as government entities, which our schools are, we need to be transparent. So we don't expect you to put up with rogue parents or trolls or anything like that, and we have really strict moderation in place uh, to, to alleviate that. We have an acceptable use guidelines that we put on the landing page of each of our schools. And we also have resources with our wonderful cyber safety and reputation management team so that you can deal with rogue users. But we certainly can't just silence everyone that we don't like, I guess. <laughs> For more information, visit One Portal and search podcasts. What do schools need to know when they are starting their social media accounts, in particular their Facebook and Instagram accounts? The first thing that they need to know is, is that there is quite a big HR requirement to managing a Facebook page. And I always make this very clear when I speak to our, our school staff because I realise how busy our teachers and principals are. You need more than one admin in most situations because there's an expectation that as we've just been discussing, that you will respond to messages, that you will maintain the page, you'll, you'll keep interest in the page by posting regularly, by sourcing interesting stories from your school. That's really important to keep your page relevant and keep it um, prioritised in Facebook search results. Uh, but also because a page left untended is just, it, it just, again, looks unprofessional. You don't want to go to a school page and see that the last time they posted was 2013. What should schools do when they're ready to set up their Facebook account? The first thing that you need to, to do is send me an email saying your principal has authorised the page, <laughs> that everybody who's going to be admin um, has done our on online training package and read our moderator guide and really knows what they're getting themselves into. And you'll need to send me school logo, nice picture of your school for the background image and you also need to have a Facebook account already because to log into a page you need a Facebook profile. These can be your personal profiles which is preferable, it's just a much more streamlined way to go. If you do want to set up a generic one because you don't have Facebook in your regular 
life, then that's fine as well. But there, there are just some things that you need to be aware of there that uh, Facebook doesn't like fake accounts. So if you are going to create a generic account, you need to make it behave like a person would. What type of content should schools be aiming to post? We recently got some insights uh, through market research groups on what our parents and our staff wanted. And generally speaking, information, practical uh, advice, things that make their life a bit easier. As I said earlier, good news stories and achievements as well. Like people often go to the Facebook page when, say, the new book list is out for the school term or tuck shop menus have changed, that sort of thing that is appropriate directly at your school level. Quirky good news stories, things that involve your support staff as well as your your teaching staff and your students. Everybody loves to celebrate their um, wonderful teacher aides and their tuck shop volunteers and the janitor, um, school nurse if you have one. And of course, great images. Visuals are very important, yeah. Um, videos, hands down, always do better. But of course, a really colourful, eye-catching photo. Cute animals, maybe a cat video. Cute and funny. I, um, I, I can't remember where I read it, but uh, I did read that the top three reasons that people share things on Facebook is to make people laugh, or if they think something's funny, if something is cute, or... Uh, and by cute, um, feel good, warm and fuzzy as well, or if it makes them look smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got a question? Email podcast at qed.qld.gov.au. So we've also got some resources and ideas on our communication and engagement page that schools can link into from one portal. Yeah, absolutely, and that's, that's um, expanding all the time as well. So at the moment, you'll find a checklist, which is... Always a great idea to go through before you contact me. There's a social media guide and a moderator guide, and that's just full of really useful tips for a lot of the elements that we've discussed. So it has sort of it gives you an idea of, of the things that you need to respond to, the things that you don't need to respond to, and how to deal with, with difficult situations, as well as um, a guide on, on what you might, might want to use your, your platform for. We've also got a link to our online training, um, which... I highly recommend that you do. The feedback I've gotten has been really, really positive on that. It's full of information, but I'm told that it's very user-friendly and people definitely, once they've done that, they feel a lot more confident and very aware of what, what they're getting themselves into. What's the most common question schools have about social media? So apart from can I turn comments off, sometimes we get questions like can we have a closed group? And the answer is no, <laughs> just because of the transparency. Again, it has, this has to be something that is accessible to all of your school community. What do you mean by a closed group? So the only, the only incarnation of Facebook that we allow is, is a page, whereas a school page, whereas a closed group. So a music group or a football group, that would be a closed group? Or? Those sort of special interest groups are often um, the reason why people want a closed group and I, I can see why people do want that so they can just communicate with that group of people and and I've heard people say well we don't want to spam everyone with all of our rugby stuff we just want to get it out to our um, direct followers and that's totally understandable so I know that we are looking at a way around this. In many ways it's great for schools if the rugby team and the music group put their information on the school Facebook page that way the whole school community can see what's happening. 
I think that's absolutely true. And the other thing that we definitely see here, and I'm sure that it is a similar uh, case for school pages, is that people like diversity. We are diverse in our population and we're all into different hobbies and things, arts, music, sport, you name it. And so we don't want to see the same thing all the time. And we also don't want to see things that don't ever represent us. And so I think that's a really good thing to think about when you're scheduling your posts is, is having a variety and appealing to not just, you know, a really niche part of your audience. You can appeal to your niche part of your audience, but appeal to all of the niches. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure that it's, you more, know. More inclusive. That's it, yeah. So what are the common issues or problems or, say, misconceptions schools have with their social media accounts? I'd say a common misconception, and if this is you, please don't be afraid. We've got half of our schools with official Facebook platforms. And the reason I'm focused so much on Facebook is that by comparison, we have about 50 school YouTube accounts that we know of, <laughs> there's unofficial ones out there, and about 100 Twitter accounts. So Facebook is definitely the dominant platform. What I do hear a lot from schools is this real fear if they have set up um, a Facebook account or they've inherited a, a Facebook account that's been set up, say, you know, 10 years ago, so right when Facebook was first starting and they're really concerned that they're going to get into a lot of trouble when they call us, but they won't. If you contact us and say, hey, I've just gotten to this school, they've got a Facebook account, I'm not sure if it's been set up properly, we'd love to hear from you because it's a really simple process. Depending on how much other work we've got on that day, it can take me 10, 20 minutes to actually, once you've added me as admin or added the department as admin, to go in there, give you a quick audit, make sure that all the settings are okay, that there's nothing um, really worrying and that's it and then you're all above board we're on there as admin so in case of emergency we can get in there straight away and help you out and then for succession purposes the next you know if you then leave the school the next person can just ring us and we can add them as admin as well so the lesson is don't be scared you're here to help uh, absolutely to access the resources that support this podcast visit one portal Another misconception, which I guess we've sort of touched on, but just using social media just as a, a surrogate newsletter, I suppose, it can be an amazing advertising tool. And I think in the next uh, instalment of our online training, we'll definitely go into how you can advertise your school because it's 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 by far the, the cheapest, most effective um, way to to invest in um, in your brand. What about the law and social media? The law and social media. So consent is a massive issue. Well, it's not an issue, but it's it's really, really important to have consent um, for any image that you're going to put up of any staff or students on your page. And most schools obviously will have a consent form that the students have to get signed off when they enrol. And once you, say, get a new social media platform, uh, you need to put that URL into that consent form so that every subsequent student and the ones that are already there will just need to get that re-signed, then, then you can, um, you know, be sure that, that you're, you're doing that correctly because legally, like, the, the fines involved in that are quite extreme. I think there's a big fine for the school as well as the individual. Have we got information about that on our social media training package or online at one portal? 
That's a really good question, Bert. Um, so both. The, as I said, the, the online training package has everything in it that you need to know to feel confident about um, going into this territory. But yes, there are, there are links to, to consent on um, one portal as well, and that's where you find the other guides. And of course, if people need a hand, they can just contact you guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we love hearing from you because if you if you're asking the question, you're trying to do things correctly. And we don't we really don't mind being called. I have people apologise for calling me many times, but I'd way prefer you do that. So feel free to call me, or you can email our social media inbox, which is social media all one word with a capital S and a capital M dot capital S C E at qed.qld.gov.au. Okay, excellent. Thank you. I guess the only other thing we probably should cover a bit more is the training package, the introduction to social media management. I know I sound like such a spruker for this, but it is really such a good resource. <laughs> and um, I, just, I just routinely hear from people that they feel so much better having done it. They just know exactly what they're, they're doing. So it covers off on... Um, the personal use of social media and that's actually something we we often get asked because it does feel a bit counterintuitive to be an admin on a, a Facebook page using your personal account but we're all about privacy and cyber security and you know so it feels a bit counterintuitive so the training explains all of that establishing and managing a social media account is totally covered so once you've you've done that part you'll know exactly what you need to send through to me Privacy and intellectual property considerations, which, again, is the biggest legal one, which is really important that you're across that. And then tips on creating content and managing social media responses just to get you underway with that. And people can access that through the learning place or from one portal from the social media page. I think we have some information there. About That's right, yeah. And, again, if you send me through um, an email and you, you just say, hey, Ingrid, I'm interested in social media, I will send you all of that anyway. So you've got options. Excellent. Thanks very much for your time. That's really interesting. Thanks for having me, Verge. It's been a pleasure. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast.